Hi, I'm Yusuf Zin. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison, and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Help TVO create a better world through the power of learning. Visit TVO.org and make a tax-deductible donation today. One day I was walking along the pond path and it goes into the, into the forest and it's just quite magical in there and it's just wandering around just kind of mesmerized by the trees and then off to the right there's this booth, this little thing and there's a phone, like the old school phone with the rotary. It's strange to come upon a phone in the middle of nowhere. For one moment I thought, could this be an emergency situation? No, it was a phone to talk to the dead. I have been working with people who are dying for my entire career. So I would say I've probably worked with thousands of people at the end of life as a music therapist. And so when I picked up the phone, I, I was like struck by who would I want to hear from? Who would I want to interact with? Um, where are you? How has it been? You know, I, I was sort of flooded by a memory of a, a lot of different people. It looks like the life that I shared with mom and dad for so many years. My name is Catherine Manning and I am a music therapist and I live and work in Guelph, Ontario. So I work at Hospice Wellington, which is a beautiful hospice facility offering um, 10 beds and end-of-life support for, for folks with wonderful nursing and healthcare support. I'm Linda, Linda Clark. Uh, I live here in Guelph. I'm Peter and Jerry Clark's daughter. I came upon Keith's wind phone in June of last year. And uh, even though my parents died six years ago, grief is ongoing. And uh, the wind phone was a really sweet and important part of that. Well, I think what's really neat about the wind phone is that uh, it's, it's an access point for an expression of grief or to externalize our grief. They provide an avenue to interact with our grief. Um, I, I have a sense of them being um, like a side door to encounter feelings that we have around the losses that we have. In the wake of a death, people are in an altered state. Having opportunities for encounters with nature, beauty, aesthetics, the arts, um, and the wind phones, it's something of a symbolic intermediary as something that you can interact with through another means. What's difficult sometimes with grief and bereavement or with losing somebody is that to look at it straight on is very difficult, especially when you're in that state of shock or a raw state um, afterwards. A wind phone in the woods is really uh, an interesting invitation. Uh, first of all, being in the woods opens your senses. It allows you to enter into a bit of a different space, a liminal space, where all of the old rules don't apply and it allows you to touch base with um, the deeper mystical side of life. When you lose somebody, there's an ephemeral quality to the, to the loss. It's very helpful in the process of adjusting to that new reality to have tools or practices that allow you to interact with the shift. So there's a feeling of walking away from regular world, regular life. There is that physical beauty of these trees that go higher and higher and it's gorgeous it's gorgeous for my mom not unusual for women of her time 
the phone was her lifeline forever. So many of the memories I have of mom are sitting at the table talking on the phone, picking up the phone. Who am I talking to today? My father was always, okay then, <laughs> handing it over to somebody else. But it was that phone and there was, there was a feeling of familiarity, which is lovely, actually lovely. My name's Keith Lamont. Uh, we're at Thistlestone Farm. Uh, been here for 45 years. For that time, it's been a sheep breeding operation in our home. And for the last 10 years also, we host uh, guests who come and stay with us. So I installed the wind phone this past March. And uh, I had read about a Canadian physician on the prairies. She sponsored one on a trail for the benefit of her patients. She thought they might embrace this opportunity to pick up a phone and talk to somebody. My wife and I, in 1979, were working in jobs in the city, and we embraced the opportunity to come here and put this farm to use. In around 2005, my wife entered, at about 51 years of age, uh, into the start of young-onset dementia. And for about 10 years after that, she was able to continue to live here. And for the last three years of those 10, I had PSWs before Mary entered into a long-term care center and died in 2022. So uh, this wind foam was around the diagnosis time when life is full of turmoil. If I'd discovered something like that on my own, I would have just let loose to that. That's all past for me because there was a lot of ambiguous loss, times when you're losing another aspect of that person. This is a new endeavor for me and I did some exploration when I discovered about wind phones. The original in Japan goes back a while and I didn't realize there was so many wind phones. I understand there's one in Guelph and there's one in Mississauga and there's one here and there's one in a small village. They're for the public just to pick up and use as they're walking by in a public space. I don't advertise the fact the wind phone's there. I want people just to discover it. So all the reward for me for this is now hearing people's response to discovering the wind phone. When I came upon Keith's wind phone, I was astonished, would be the first, the first word. I was astonished. Um, the trees were what a friend of mine would call cathedral trees. It's a very uh, quiet, secluded spot. So I was curious. I was shy. I looked around. I was reluctant because I knew there's not going to be anybody at, on the other end. But uh, when you lose somebody, you keep wishing that you'd hear their voice or you'd catch a glimpse of them. And there's always a little part of me that's listening for something like that. So I looked around and there was nobody there and I thought, okay, I'll just try this. And I got up and I read the, the uh, engraving and, um, and it was lovely and I, and I picked it up and of course there's nothing, absolutely nothing, of course, on the other end. And I thought, oh, this is, this is stupid. And I hung up and I walked away. And a couple of days passed, uh, we were staying at Keith's farm, and I thought, go back to the wind phone and have an open mind, see if something happens. So I retraced my steps, um, again appreciating, and even now remembering it, appreciating the sounds, the top of the trees, and 
the smells of the forest and all the rest of it. And I stood there in front of that phone and I picked it up and I spoke and I said something. Actually, I remember very well what I said. I said, hi, mom and dad. It's Linda. We're all fine. We're all fine. We sure miss you. Uh, we wonder if you're okay. Um, gee, I wish you could come back and tell us we had done a good thing. Uh, love you. Bye. And then I walked away. It stimulated memories that I hadn't thought about for a long time. So the wind phone really does work. It brings you back to places with the loved ones that you're thinking of. And for me, it was mom and dad. Um, and all sorts of memories came back and all sorts of images, um, joyful, the difficult ones, all those ones came back. And you realize, ah, that's what the wind phone is for. It's to connect us in that way. I knew that it wasn't going to quote unquote cure my grief. There's no cure for grief. Time changes it, but time doesn't take it away. Um, my grief is as familiar to me as my hand is. The education around grieving is minimal. And I mean, we all experience it. And somehow when we experience it, it segregates us. Shouldn't you be over that by now? It makes me smile and occasionally giggle that, you know, I was in the middle of the woods at our friend's farm and I was laughing because I was using the phone to talk to my parents and I knew they weren't there, but it was important to me. So it's really touching on something that we need. Uh, and, and maybe, I mean, I'm not a person, I'm not a religious person. I don't go to church and all the rest of it. Perhaps that's what, what's lacking, is that uh, ritual that goes around saying goodbye to people that we love. The Agenda with Steve Pakin is made possible through generous philanthropic contributions from viewers like you. Thank you for supporting TVO's journalism.